You're listening to the Harmonizing Her podcast, where ambition finds its perfect rhythm. The show for the multifaceted, multi-passionate woman who's ready to harmonize all parts of herself. Let's get right into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Harmonizing Her podcast. In this week's episode, I'm going to explain to you why you will never catch me saying, I'm just going to push through. The way that I see it is that there's always a way to make something feel more enjoyable or more natural or more fun or more playful or more creative. There's always a way to dissolve the resistance and tap back into flow in any situation and circumstance. And we know that the root of our leadership and the lens in which we make decisions and lead ourselves and see the world lies within our value system. And if I look at my values at the end of the day, I value having fun. I value joy. I value play. I value pleasure. I value creativity. I value ease. I value flow. And so if I took the approach to just accept shitty situations for what they are and it's just gonna suck, but just for a little while, I'll just push through that overrides and goes against my entire value system. So if I were to do that, I would be so fucking out of alignment. And if I had to guess, the same is true for many of you listening to this. You value joy, you value ease, and yet you're finding yourself in situations where you're not being congruent with your values because you're just pushing through. I was always the little girl growing up that could make any situation vibey before I even knew what vibey was. So when it came to studying, I would make a game out of it. I would get paperware and flashcards and markers that I really loved that felt like an experience to me. And I would color code things and I would have study dates with my friends and did studying suck? Like, yeah, I don't think any kid necessarily likes to study, but I was like, if I have to do it, then I'm going to do it in a way that isn't so fucking dreadful. I'm going to do it in a way that brings me some joy, that brings me some excitement that's just more vibrationally enjoyable versus let me get out a boring piece of paper and the same old pen I've been using and sit alone on a rainy day in my bedroom and put my iPod on and just be on my way. No, there's a way to dissolve that resistance. There's a way to not make it so freaking miserable and it's up to us to take ownership of that. I had the same approach when I was doing chores as a little kid. I have the same approach now when I'm doing things around the house or cleaning my room. I make it an entire experience. I don't just say I'm going to power through and clean the house today. Uh, No, we open the windows. We burn some essential oils. I get my speaker bumping. I'm having a dance party with my son. He's helping me. It's a whole experience that could be shitty and I'll just power through. There's so much to do. Just got to pick up the house. I don't have time for that. Got to make dinner. On to the next thing. You get caught up in the rush of life and on to the next thing. That's the thing that takes you out of the current moment. But when you can be in the current moment and really aim to romanticize your life, like we've talked about in a previous episode, then you can find the joy in the mundane things and there's no need to ever just push your power through. 
I see pretty much everything I do in my life and my business as a ritual. A ritual that I have control over, a ritual where I can turn up the dial on the vibe meter if I want it to feel more fun and enjoyable. So sometimes while certain things or tasks or situations may be unavoidable, I believe there's always a way to realign your energy, your perspective, or your approach to that situation. I always tell this story about writing emails. Early on in my business, I had so much resistance to writing emails. No matter what, a launch email, a newsletter, anytime that I had to sit down and write an email, there was just like dread in my body. And so I noticed, well, I don't really love sitting at my desk, staring at a Google Doc, trying to get these emails out. So I started to change my environment and I started to actually bring my laptop into the bathtub and write emails exclusively from a bubble bath. So every single time I had to write an email, I got my ass in the tub and I made a whole luxurious experience out of it. And let me tell you what, I didn't hate writing emails anymore. I didn't put them off. I didn't procrastinate them. I didn't resist them. And they didn't take me as long as they normally would if I was sitting down miserable in front of my desk just trying to push through them. Something else to be hyper aware of, and this is something that I want you to stop doing because it's truly the biggest waste of time in your life, is creating mental dread. This is a concept that I talk to my clients a lot about on how we just get in our heads sometimes when we know that we have to do something that we're not necessarily looking forward to or we think it's going to be hard and we create this big situation in our head and this energy of avoidance and dread and misery of like it's gonna take so long and it's gonna be so hard and I really don't want to do it and there's this whole narrative going on in our head. And what I say to my clients is you're spending more time building up that dread than it would actually take you to just sit down with whatever it is, make it more enjoyable on purpose and do it. I really doubled down on this mindset for myself going into this year and a few weeks ago I had quite a few things to create. We launched a new quiz, a new masterclass, I was writing copy, I was making strategy, I was digging into the quiz results and a past version of myself would have been like, oh my gosh this is such a big project it's gonna take me so long, I hope that I don't get stuck, I hope it flows out of me, da 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 da, it's gonna take me weeks, like there would have just been this mind drama this creation of mental dread for no reason. And instead I approached it like, I have some things to create and it's gonna flow out of me and it's gonna be super easy and I'm not gonna spend any mental real estate entertaining why it might be hard or take me a long time or whatever the fuck other stupid ass, fake ass situation I'm gonna make up in my mind. I'm gonna put my favorite playlist on, I'm gonna get myself a vibe, <clears throat> I'm gonna get myself a vibey coffee and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write these quiz results and I'm gonna write this copy. And do you know what happened? I wrote them so easily, so effortlessly. I was texting my friend and I was like, the best shit just flowed out of me and all I did was change my approach. 
approach. So I want you to pay attention to the things that you have to do where you build up a lot of mental dread before actually just changing your environment, your perspective, your approach, your outlook, and infusing more joy into whatever it is that you are creating dread around. If you're telling me that I can create dread or I can create joy, I'm gonna create joy all day long. And I hope you do the same. Another core belief that I have is that I just don't buy into the concept of urgency. <laughs> I tell my team all the time, nothing is life or death. Nothing is that urgent where we have to push through and create a miserable environment and operate on high stress nothing is life or death. So if we need to push a project, if we need to push a launch, if we need to do it next week rather than this week, that is not a source of dysregulation for me because nothing is on fire. Nothing is life or death, not with clients, not with team, not with deadlines, not with dates. There's just so much room for adaptability and flexibility that if I'm in a situation where again, I'm at that fork in the road where it's like, I have to just push through it or we just, bump the deadline a week, I'm gonna bump the deadline a week because I know that the energy I infuse into pushing through something is gonna be shitty. It's gonna take me out of alignment. It's going to blur up the things that I really want to be clear versus just giving myself a few extra days, not buying into the concept of urgency, making the approach more enjoyable and infusing my best energy into the thing that I'm working on. You pushing through things is not a service to you. It's not a service to your team. It's not a service to your audience. It's not a service to your clients. You pushing through things does nothing for nobody except probably makes you more miserable and dilutes the artistry that is your work. So instead of pushing through, here's what we're gonna do. Number one, you're gonna change your narrative around whatever the thing is. We no longer have time to entertain or perpetuate a story about how it's gonna be hard, how it's gonna suck, how long it's gonna take, this, that, or the other thing. No, gone, delete. We are leaving that in 2023. We are not bringing that into 2024 with us. So while we're deleting that old crappy narrative, we want to replace it with something that's gonna feel a little bit better. Maybe something like, this is going to be the easiest thing that I've ever written, or I expect this sales page to just flow out of me, or I feel so connected to my purpose and what I'm doing that I know that I'm just going to channel the exact thing that needs to be done or said or handled or whatever. Switching the narrative alone is going to save you so much energy because it is costing you energy. It is costing you time. It is costing you emotional real estate and dysregulation, and it's costing you the potency of your vibration to entertain a story of dread. Next thing you're going to do is you're going to change your environment. Your environment is everything. I could do a whole episode alone about how your environment impacts your mood, your creativity, your clarity, everything. And so if there is a task or a situation that normally you might feel is daunting, get the hell out of your office, get the heck out of your normal working environment and just change up your environment. Go to a coffee shop, go on your back porch on a sunny day, go in the freaking bathtub and bring your computer, go to a park, whatever it is, change up your environment. That alone could make that task so much lighter 
and more fun. Third thing, let's change your approach. Maybe the way that you've been sitting down to do this thing the last however many months or years just isn't working. So how can we radically change your approach and instead of doing the same thing we've always done and it's not working, it's not feeling good, it's a definition of insanity, let's wildly and radically change the way that you do things. And so for a while, for me, I was having a lot of resistance around writing my thoughts. And I was telling myself, if I can just talk and riff, it's gonna come out so much easier. It's gonna feel so much better. So what I did for a long time is I would go on walks and I would voice note myself Voxer messages of the things that I wanted to say and the things that were on my mind. Then I would come home, I would transcribe them and I would make the copy from that. I changed my approach from sitting down at my desk trying to write the thing to actually moving my body, changing the medium. Instead of typing, I'm speaking, and then that becomes the base of the thing that I'm creating. That makes it so much lighter, so much simpler. Now, if you do all of these three things, every time a less than ideal or shitty situation comes up, you can get a control over your narrative and stop perpetuating a story that's not serving you. That story is acting like a vampire for your energy. You can replace it with something more useful, more empowering, more in alignment with your values. You can change up your environment in which you're doing the thing, and you can wildly change your approach and try new things on. The combination of those three things is going to take any shitty situation from shitty to actually <laughs> this isn't that bad and in fact I'm actually having a good time. And I think this whole conversation really comes back to you taking ownership over your life, ownership over your energy, ownership over your vibration and your joy and your happiness, which is something I am so fiercely passionate about. The prompt I want to leave you with in this episode is to really revisit your values. I want you to get out old school pen and paper and just reassess what are the things that are truly important to me? What are my internal compasses? What are my north stars? What is the lens in which I see life through? What are the things that I really value? And then I want you to compare and contrast. Here are the things that I say that I value. Where are situations in my life or my business where I'm pushing through or choosing to do the hard thing that's going against my core value system? I want you to find those misalignments and I want you to realign them by playing with some of the things that we talked about in today's episode. I already know that you are well on your way to feeling happier, lighter, freer, and just more joy over things that maybe once didn't feel that way. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you in next week's episode. That's a wrap for this week's episode. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Slango, and I appreciate every time you listen to the Harmonizing Her podcast. It's my mission for this show to be a catalyst that empowers women to break out of their boxes and stop trying to niche down who they are. Make sure to stay connected by subscribing to the show, connecting with me on Instagram at Taylor Slango and going to taylorslango.com forward slash podcast to subscribe to the Harmonize Weekly newsletter where I'll drop the latest episode and a few extras in your email every week.